This is City Radio, the official Detroit City FC podcast. Brought to you by Range Lending and Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate provider of Detroit City FC. And now for your host of City Radio, the voice of Detroit City FC, Neil Rule. Welcome back, everyone, to the season finale of City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. We are live at the City Clubhouse in Detroit. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of La Rouge. As always, City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate, the official real estate providers for Detroit City FC. Also, Range Lending, the official mortgage providers for Detroit City FC. And we will jump right into it as the dust has settled a bit here in City Clubhouse after the raucous celebration of the Members Cup Championship. And we will go right into it here tonight. Sean Mann, the co-owner of Detroit City FC, kind enough to carve out some time. And uh, Sean, as always, I, I appreciate you, you know, taking the time. This is finally some of your downtime. It's real cool of you to come out. How are you tonight? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, and that's a falsehood. There's really no downtime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, right. Uh, no, this is a, a great time of year. Uh, you know, we ended on the the right note, uh, lifting a trophy. And, uh, yeah, it's only setting up 2020 uh, for even new heights. It's a pretty exciting time for DCFC. Well, that's exactly why that I wanted to get you on here tonight to, to talk about what's next. I mean, as – you know, as as the members' cup goes in the rearview mirror, and you know, when when you're a professional club, that that's the way things work, right? You win, you party, you maybe party the next day a little bit more. You party through that weekend, and right. that's cool. But when Monday rolls, man, it's back to work. If, if you're when you're a professional club, this is the way of the world. Yeah, I guess uh, you know, kind of feeling like uh, Brian Belichick. I mean, I often do because I wear a lot of sweatsuits around the house. But uh, yeah, you got to start cutting the uh, sleeves off. Yeah, right. But uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, was his gripe that like playing Super Bowl took away from a week of preparing for the upcoming <laughs> season, right? Like, sure. You know, um, so. Yeah, it's uh, you couldn't ask for more for 2019. Um, you know, great group of guys who did a great job representing the city. You know, uh, a lot of growth for the club. Uh, you know, a lot of exciting investments in the club. A lot of announcements for, you know, future growth. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where you kind of had to take a moment to like step back and you know during that party just think about you know I had some old interns from 2012 come up and just being like God I remember setting up goals like you know at Belle Isle with you back in 2010 you know with it is the PVC crazy, pipes to like now we have our own bar and we're putting up <laughs> trophies it's yeah Sometimes you just have to take a step back and appreciate it, right? And the Members' Cup is on display uh, on top of the bar and, and that last Saturday night. I can either confirm nor deny uh, the rumors, but there is a rumor going around that Sean Mann was, in fact, on top of the bar with the Members' Cup in his hand. I cannot confirm nor deny that, uh, though I was in the building. Well, it's, it's been well documented on social media. but uh, I just want to hear you say it. Yeah, no, I was up on top of the bar. Um, <laughs> well, because we got to... And, and this you time it your... wasn't to change light bulbs or to fix wiring on the TVs. You know? <laughs> this so. time it was actually for for fun yeah. reasons. And the reason I bring that up, and you can always send your uh, your tweets to hashtag City Radio. We get to those. But as we mentioned, this is the season finale of City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. Uh, a question just came pouring in, Sean. So if you don't mind, you know, we'll uh, we'll go to that. And our, our Twitter string is always brought to you by Escape to Go. And we'll talk about them a little bit later. The Escape to Go people are, are up here right now. Right. Yeah, they're actually here. And and they brought one of the mi- little mini games, Sean. And we have to get you over there on one of the little mini escape games. Uh, Tom Lauer, the the co-owner of Real Team Real Estate and I in Range Lending, uh, we did that earlier. And it was, it was a lot of fun. 
uh, now it does involve like a lot of logical thinking and critical okay. thinking, which I don't, you know, I'll admit it's not something that, that I'm really that good at. I'm, I'm better with, you know, here, say this. I gave and, that up when I started, decided to work in soccer full time. Yeah, yeah. Or work with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but, but with all that being said, it was a blast. So we'll talk a little more about them uh, later on. They're up here tonight as well. But Sean, here, here on Twitter with the hashtag city radio, we will dive right in. Jamie Ventura says, can you ask Mr. Man? I'm going to start calling you Mr. Man. Hey, you don't need to. M- Mr. Man, when are we going to start seeing some news on the women's team? Hashtag City Radio. Yeah, uh, so we're going through the process right now, building out the coaching staff. Um, I would anticipate before the holidays that would be announced. Um, you're, I think you're going to see a timeline similar to the old NPSL calendar of um, you know uh, women uh, being recruited. You know as their season ends in the coming weeks, and uh, probably you know, early 2020. Um, you know. February, March, actually started rolling out rosters. But that depends on the coaching staff, uh, which we're putting into place right now. Absolutely. More rolling in with the hashtag City Radio. It was incredible, though, when we opened this up this afternoon. I mean, we just got we got flooded with questions. I told everybody, I said, speak now forever, hold your peace. They uh, they chose to speak now. Uh, Harry Solomon tweets at us, any offseason or early preseason tours? Are there any young area players in high school good enough to play for City at the D3 level? What about college players that played for City in the past that are waiting to be signed uh, to the club? Up, and then a follow-up question to that, any new upgrades to Keyworth? So players, upgrades to Keyworth. Uh, so there's like five questions there. Um, yeah. Players, I leave that to Trevor. Uh, you know, I don't get involved in the, the roster, so he builds that out. Um, so you're not the Jerry Jones of uh, Division Three no, soccer. Not in that sense. Um, but... Uh, I mean, you know, it was great seeing Owen Finnerty uh, get some playing time last year, a guy, you know, just weeks removed from his high school graduation, you know, playing for the team. So Playing well. Yeah, there's certainly talent out there. Uh, but, again, with us being pro, um, you know, uh, we really um, – and we don't have a proper academy affiliation. So um, I think there would be limitations on what we could do with high school age guys. Um, on that sense, Trevor would know those rules better than I do. Keyworth upgrades – yeah, we're always looking to make further improvements. I can't really comment on anything right now. It comes down to like what we're able to finance this off season to get things in place. But um, yeah, we want to make uh, you know a more positive experience every time we go to Keyworth. We did a survey last month, got a lot of great feedback. You know, people are incredibly supportive. They enjoy the experience, but they have yeah great ideas in terms of like things we could do to make their experience better and so you know we're gonna do our best to get the mind together to do that old man detroit river aka joseph slovak tweets at us says with the nisa season starting early next season can you ask mr sean man when our first home match will likely be should we start playing the tifos already i can say this joseph it's never too early to start playing the tifos um did he actually call me Mr. Sean Man? Like, Joe Novak and I have known each other since... Uh, well, that's like your Twitter. We, that's we your Twitter. Oh, it's true. Okay, right. Okay. The, la- the last question, they physically typed it out. Yeah, this right. one, This one, Joseph just... Uh, Joe and just, I have known each other since we were like He 16. just tagged you yeah. in it. Um, so, um, the season um, will, is likely going to start end of February. Um, now, we won't be playing home games in February, um, but... I would bet on us starting to play home games the towards the end of March. So, beginning uh, season, yeah, we're gonna probably be starting in Florida, California, which isn't the worst thing in the world in February. But um, we're gonna have home games, you know, towards the end of March. Um, in terms of the announcement, um, I mean, calendars already being worked on, so. Hopefully, um, you know, before the holidays, we'll be able to roll that out so people can make their plans to 
travel to Miami or LA or San Diego, wherever we're going. Somewhere tropical. <laughs> that, that certainly is desirable. There's no question about that. You are listening to City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. James Vaughn is in the house. Yazi Matthews in the house as well. We'll get to them in just a little bit. We'll break it down from a player's perspective, what they have going on, what their wintertime looks like, and, and all those types of things. Remember, City Radio brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. You can check them out on the web at www mirealteam.com slash DCFC. They have a whole Detroit City FC themed webpage that you can take a look at. And if you're looking to get into the real estate market, there's nobody that I would recommend any more than the people at Real Team Real Estate. I, I recommend them so much. That's who I use when I have real estate questions and mortgage questions. Uh, make sure you hit them up as well. More questions with the hashtag City Radio. Uh, we have 1221 Izzy says, can you ask Mr. Sean, man, if there's going to be some standard for streaming matches with Nisa? Home matches are perfect, but the away matches are pretty bad. The quality of video wasn't that great. I couldn't really care less about the announcers. Well, I, I could, Izzy, but uh, go ahead, Sean. Yeah, um, we, the, Nisa, one of the selling points of Nisa is they got Brian Malekian, uh running operations. He used to work with uh, NASL. We got to know him well when we were in talks with that league. And so Brian's going over the operations manual right now. Um, we have an owner's meeting coming up in a couple weeks, and I know that's going to be a focal point. We're meeting for three days. and So those uh, minimum standards uh, and broadcast is a key component of that. So um, you know, I think we have to be realistic about the resources that – teams have across the board in terms of like what minimum standards are going to be but the the expectation is that whether wherever we're playing in the country there should be a quality stream that we reliably can turn to to watch our team wherever they may be and that's one of the things sean with the league that it takes care of it for everybody else in every market. If Conceivably, if you have a league and you have all these teams, you want to be able to expose that product to the team that is on the road. They are going to be the biggest consumers of said stream. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how much money we spend to you know entertain the away team, right? Right. Uh, in theory, like in reality, I think we have fans all over, sure. everywhere, right? I know. I yeah. read the tweets all right. over the all over the world. Right. Exactly. Um, but. You know, it's we've talked to you know television folks, and they find it odd that we are uh, looking to broadcast home games, right? You know, like sure. their thinking is like, you know, you want to watch the away game, and uh, so it's a unique function, I think, of soccer at this level, uh, where it's on every team to step up, um, and so that's why you know we ask, especially with so many new teams, and even you know we're always learning and we're always trying to improve. Like, you know, bear with us, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and it is. It's something where, too, I, I think the 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 bar gets a little skewed because Detroit City FC has always always valued it. You've placed a premium value on the stream, and and, and the results have matched it. Again, and talent, yeah, right? Well, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I I wanted you to say it. I didn't yeah. want to say it. It sounds weird if I say it, but if right. you say it, it's okay. No, but I mean, it, it always blows me away, Sean, to this day, where I read tweets from people that are on airplanes. I mean, it, it does. It just it blows me away, and I always ask them to provide a picture, and there they are on an airplane right. streaming the Detroit City match. I mean, what a time to be alive, Sean. Yeah, um, it was funny. Uh, Trevor's, James's brother came in for the last match, mm-hmm. and uh, 
he's based in England, and uh, you know, he said he stayed up or got up very early to watch all of our streams. Uh, and I thought he was joking until he actually started referencing things that happened in matches. And I was like, oh wow, he actually is, <laughs> you know, staying up till three a.m. You know, yeah. in the UK to watch these matches. Uh, I mean, that's one of the special things about this club is you know the reach of it, and uh, and that's why we've always invested in the stream so that like wherever you are, that you know you have that connection to the city. Harry Solomon the second tweets at us the early season matches where you guys have kind of like an expanded menu where you do like the hot chocolate the chili the chicken soup and all that kind of stuff uh, we'll take it in this duration we start selling coffee at some of the colder games uh, this fall uh, so um, yeah I mean we don't do a lot of food ourselves uh, you know we lean on our food trucks and so um, I think if they're smart they'll uh, adjust the menu uh, accordingly Right. Yeah. I mean, you give the customer what they want, right? Yeah, I mean, that is exactly. the old adage right. in business. Our good friend, uh, Dean Padre at Mojo Dean, tweets at us. I'm curious to know, will you have the same quality of streams backing up to the stream question for Nisa and the UWS matches? I hope the answer is yes. Hashtag City Radio. Put you on the spot a little bit here. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully we build on what we had this year. Uh, this year, I think, was kind of like the base for what we want to put out. So hopefully we get back to a more you know, uh, multi-camera production going forward. Yeah, certainly. Uh, Hugo Sis tweets at us, says at the DCFC Genesee meeting last year, a possible affiliation or partnership with St. Pauli was mentioned. Is there any updates to that? Uh, no updates. Um, I'm personally regularly in touch with those guys. They're great. Um, I went out to New York when they played the Cosmos, and uh, yeah, the St. Pauli leadership loves us. We love them, and so they actually put up here on the wall, sent me a, a special custom DCFC St. Pauli jersey. Uh, so, yeah, we're in their minds, they're in our minds, and hopefully we there's more chances for us to work together. Do you feel like you're on trial right now? Do you feel like maybe this is like a con- congressional meeting where like the AOC is firing away on you or something like that? Um, the AOC? Oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but from a very positive uh, perspective, yeah, not trying yeah, to beat yeah. you up or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as, as a guy, you know, that spent some time up in Lansing in the past, is this, is this taking on that kind of nature right now? Um, my role as a staffer was whispering in the chairman's ear, like the tough questions. I never actually had to get in front of the uh, <laughs> You never had to face it before. Yeah. All right. <laughs> At Rick Bauer 1. Can fans or season ticket holders come to the clubhouse and have a picture taken with a member's cup, maybe for even like a donation for charity for a picture? Right um, there, right? Yeah, it's here. Um, but it's a good idea, like, for maybe the home opener or something. Like, well, yeah, it's a good idea. Or for fan events, we can bring it down for sure. Yeah, that, that would be pretty cool. For workers' comp issues, we probably won't have the bartenders get up there on a regular basis to get it down, but we can come up with excuses. All right, there yeah. you go. Fair, fair enough. Uh, Jeremy Churchman tweets at us, what's the one additional thing, facilities, data scouting, assistant coaching, and extension that Detroit City FC will give Trevor next year to build the infrastructure to continue to grow on an amazing 2019 season? Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, we've only had initial conversations with Trevor. Uh, Trevor is a currently one year left still on his original deal and um you know like any business we're going through the budgeting process right now so um you know i'm sure we'll reconnect in short order and uh you know go over what his wish list is and what our wish list is and you know give him what he needs to put out a team that's you know as great as this year and hopefully even better then go house shopping with the folks from real team right there we go yeah, yeah. <laughs> i figure that's a i figure that's a perfect perfect matchup <laughs> uh we got a couple of uh well i'll combine these into one uh with black friday and christmas coming up can we get those black and pink goalie kits uh pretty please and also will you be selling individual jerseys next year like with the players names on the back and whatnot um 
Probably not a no. Not to be a downer. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, yeah. you add, I mean, if you, if you don't want, you know, do you want to be scared by answers? You shouldn't ask scary questions. The, right? I might be wrong on the, the goalie, uh, the keeper kit, um, but there's no plans to do individual uh, jerseys. All right. Well, if you do do the keeper kit thing, I put me down for one. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely they were, they were great. It yeah. is the most fire kit I've ever seen in the history of soccer. <laughs> I see a lot of, lot of kits. Yeah. That was the most fire one I've ever seen. This is City Radio, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. We're joined by Sean Mann, co-owner of Detroit City FC. Final couple minutes with him before we send him on his way. And don't forget James Vaughn in the house, Yazid Matthews, uh, Tom Lauer, the owner of Real Team Real Estate here as well. We'll chat with him for a few minutes about City Radio and Real Team Real Estate and their affiliation. But uh, wrapping up the hashtag City Radio thread, uh, Fergzilla tweets at us, I want to thank DCFC for having the Youth City Pass this season. Will there be single-game ticket pricing for kids next year? Um, as of right now, the plan is just to have the youth season ticket and stick with um, a common one ticket uh, just for simplicity's sake for um, you know our entry points for people coming in for staff. So there we have. So that. the value is get that season ticket forty dollars. Can't beat it. Best deal in town, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I I will. It's the same thing I say during the broadcast. When, when people are watching the broadcast, we talk about the level one VIP section. This isn't, you know, obviously I, I work for the club, but I'm not doing this in a sales role. I'm telling you as a Detroit sports fan, roll into a Tigers game, a Red Wings game, a Lions game, or a Pistons game and see how far 40 bucks gets you. Yep. Like, just see how far it gets you. And then go to a Detroit City game and see how far it gets you and report back to me. Right. Yeah. It's uh, two beers and a hot dog and not even a ticket, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you can watch it from the little uh, the little area yeah. outside. Uh, here, here's a tough one for you. Uh, Paul tweets to us. Please ask Sean, how many years did you tack on to the Gaffer's contract extension? I think I feel like we answered this already. Yeah. I mean, to be determined. I think yeah. that's uh, – is this at Trevor? Is this at Trevor James agent? No, no, that's not. No, that's no, not. No. That's not as. <laughs> that's not as tw- his Twitter handle. I'm sorry about that. No, that that wasn't that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that pretty much covers it. Um, you know, as far as what the fans wanted to know from you. Um, just any anything else, Sean? I mean, you know, as as we prepare to go dark, you know, winter is coming. Uh, you guys certainly will be busy though. That that everything what happens. Got anything else for the fans out there? Yeah, I mean. The podcast is going dark briefly, right? But like, we'll, club, we'll, we'll have those discussions, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah, but the the club. my agent is Trevor <laughs> Trevor James's agent. No, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, by no means is the club going dark. Uh, you know, uh, this is a very short off season. You know, guys will be reporting back beginning of February. We're playing games at the end of February. Uh, it's gonna be here before you know it. So, uh, you know, appreciate all of everybody who supports this club. You know, it's not possible without you, uh, and that's very literally the case. Right. You know, if people don't show up, we don't have a club. You know, we don't have a, you know, bank account or trust fund to lean on. So this is your club. And so, uh, you know, don't put off buying those season tickets, recruit your friends, family. You know, uh, if you're listening to podcasts, you know, um, you know, support those people to support DCFC. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the biggest and best year yet. And I know we've been saying that for nine years, but uh, they we, keep getting bigger. Yeah. You know, I think we keep uh, raising that bar and keep hitting it. So, yeah. Right. Absolutely. It was funny, Sean. I heard you talking earlier and, and somebody asked you the question. What's what's a long term goal? What's a five year goal? What's a ten year goal? And your answer, it, it it was short, but it was it was very inspiring. You said we we want to be Detroit soccer team and and everything that comes along with that. And 
It, it was powerful, Sean, because you guys have built that. I mean, in in the span of of a half a decade, you know, just just over a half a decade. Look, we sit in this bar, man. We we sit, you know, with the the soccer fields and the kids were out and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, th- this is this is a club, man. This isn't a, a franchise. This is a this is Detroit's club. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah I mean that's. Yeah, you know, what we're striving for every day, trying to keep honest to that and uh, build on it. Absolutely. Sean Mann, everybody, joining hey. us here on City Radio, the official podcast of Detroit City FC. Sean, thanks for your time. When we come back, I'll be joined by Tom Lauer from Real Team Real Estate. We'll talk a little bit more about the future of City Radio when we come back. This is City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Back at it here, City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, the official real estate and mortgage providers for Detroit City FC. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of LaRouge, and right now, it's my great pleasure, and I figured that we would want to hear from this guy. He is Tom Lauer, one of the co-owners of Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Uh, their support made City Radio possible this entire season. Tom, I appreciate you carving out some time, coming up to see Clubhouse. How about this place? Huh? This place is amazing. I mean, I mean, I, I, shame on me for not knowing it was as great as it really is. But, you know, I walk in here and I, I, I see red everywhere. I see red and gold and uh, brings me back to Keyworth. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful place and got some hardware, too. Hey, there, That's something there is. to be proud of. The fans want to take pictures with it, according to the uh, hashtag City Radio <laughs> Twitter thread. But again, Tom Lauer joining us here at the City Clubhouse. So, so Tom, I mean, this was something in... in I came to you with this idea in, in Detroit City FC. We came to you with this idea. You you didn't say yeah. You couldn't have said yes any quicker than you said that you wanted to be affiliated with. And I, and I figured this was a perfect match because your company that you guys have built from the ground up, very organic growth, the slow, steady growth that you guys have done. You guys have become kind of a powerhouse now, a big-time player in the real, the real estate and mortgage industry, just the way Detroit City FC has become a, a powerhouse in the Detroit sports scene. This, this was a really, I mean, it sounds kind of corny, but it really was a perfect marriage of the two. It really was. And, and you know, the more I get close to the team, and, and I just met Sean for the first time, and uh, oddly enough, he has the same amount of partners as I do. It just, it felt like uh, we made the right decision, but it felt like made the right decision when when I was at Keyworth and I saw the smoke pop like it, it was a feel thing you know I decided to go forward because because of our relationship but uh, it you know it took taking my oldest son to the first game to really realize that there is just something extremely special about what's going on here and I want to be a part of it yeah I mean the terminology you used you, you you called it a culture which which was interesting to me because I never heard anybody describe it as such I mean again going back to my last conversation with Sean Mann like it's not a franchise that's that's too buzzword. That's too American sportsy. True. You know what I'm saying? Right. A culture is, is a perfect way to describe it. It's absolutely that's what it is. a culture. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, they've got their they've got their colors. They've got the things they do. They got um, they get up for their games. Like I don't know. It's nothing I've ever seen. I'm, I've never seen a, a European club or anything like that. I hear it's similar to that. But you know, you growing up being a, an American sports fan, you go to baseball games and you know football games, and you just don't get that feeling that you do when you go to a DCFC game. That owner, that ownership feeling. You, you talked about. You said you're a first generation uh, uh, soccer. That's guy right. In that your your sons play, and that's what really sucked you in when you started you know, support of the game. You didn't know what offside was. You didn't know anything that was going. I on. I knew nothing. I mean, you know, I grew up from a in a small town out 
West Michigan and they didn't even offer, offer soccer when I was a kid. You know, it wasn't an option. Couldn't even do it. So, um, yeah, when my oldest son started playing and really took an interest in the game and starting to get it good and I started writing these big checks and writing another <laughs> check, check, you know. Write a check. Write a check. Write a check. <laughs> and, um, but, but it's, uh, it's a sport that's, um, it's really, it's so much fun and it's, there's so much more depth to it than, than I've been used to, right? So it's, it, the sport itself draws me, but um, I'm just telling you, man, if you've never been to it, well, everybody listening has been to a game, right? But the people that haven't been to a game, I can't wait. I want to I watch everybody's face Every the first person's. time they go to a game because it's mind-blowing. It, it really is. It, it certainly it is. And, Tom, we, we opened this thing up to, to questions on Twitter with the hashtag City Radio. And in that hashtag, the, the whole question line is brought to you by Xscape to go. And we'll talk, we'll talk about them. Those guys are great. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll share that conversation we had because the Xscape to go people are here. Uh, but before that, I did want to get to this because I was doing an episode last week with my broadcast partner, John Krieger, and someone asked him, they said, take us through your, your broadcast beginning and, and how you got affiliated here with Detroit City. And then a spinoff to that, somebody asked me about what my story was. And, and I said, you know, next week I'll get into that. So, so I owe that person that and I'll, I'll have the really condensed version, but it involved your you. broadcast story. Yeah, my broadcast story right. because it involves you in, in, in a past life for me, in a past work life for me, actually you and I, that's where you and I met each other. You were, you were a boss of mine working for a mortgage company in town, a very large yep. mortgage company uh, in the Detroit area. And I came to you one day, you were, you were my boss there. Right. And I came to you and I said, Hey Tom, um, I was doing Oakland basketball at the time and I, and I was traveling and the season was getting ready to get going. And I said, Tom, look, um, I'm not getting the breaks that I want to get in this career. So I think I'm going to pack it in. And I'm just really going to isolate my efforts on, on this mortgage field. Uh, I'm going to quit doing Oakland. Uh, I just wanted you to know that. I'm going to tell them today. And you told me in a, a, against an environment, an, an environment that would not try to perpetuate that. You, lo- you looked me right in the eye and you said, Neil, don't quit. Would you rather broadcast games or would you rather write mortgages? I said, well, yeah, the answer is obvious. You know, I'd rather right. broadcast games. And you said, then don't quit. You know, if you need to use vacation time to travel with the team, you let me know. I don't want to see you quit on your dreams. I, I want to see you do what you want to do. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to bring you out here because I wanted to tell everybody that story. You know, breaks begin to happen. I just, you know, through DCFC, they wanted me to come out to, to Cast Tech High School right. and, and call right. matches through a clouded press box window that I could barely see out of. And if it rained, I couldn't see at all. The game was a rumor <laughs> up there. And now it's grown to matches televised live on Fox Sports Detroit. 28,000 people watching watching international matches against Liga Max teams. That has spun off to me signing a contract with ESPN to do USL matches. I mean, it's, it's delivered everything that I ever thought that that life would be, all based on that conversation you had, parlayed with the fact of the doors at Detroit City FC, more importantly, their fans and their support have opened to me. So I just publicly wanted to say thank you for that. And, and you know, the, the city fans are they're the most supportive people of all time. So you know, I wanted to fulfill my obligation to him when I told him I would tell the story so that's gotcha. the story why did you it's do a that good story. why did you do that um, I find value in, in a few things and, and one of the things I find a lot of value in is when you can look at somebody that's truly doing what they want to do in life and they're being successful at it I don't think that happens that often I think it's rare and so it, when you can see that 
um, I mean, what else would you want to do other than perpetuate it and push someone down that sure. path? You know, it's, I think a lot of people kind of walk through life just drifting a little bit. And it's rare that you see someone that knows what they want to do and where they want to go. So when you see that in somebody and they're passionate about it, I mean, just as a human, helping another human, you want to do nothing more than to say, go get it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here we sit today, all those yeah. years later, here we sit today. And it, it did lead us to the opportunity to do something else fun today. I, I mentioned the fact that the Uh-oh. Escape to Go people are yeah, here. You know? That was a good and time. It, it was a good time. So, so they have a little mini version of of what their games are. And I always thought like escape to go. I thought like you're in a room and you have to try to get out. And, and we were talking with, right. the, with the ownership of, of the company and they said, yeah, that's, you know, the, one of the, the myths that they try to perpetuate. And essentially what well, it these is. These guys have evolved that game. Oh, 100%. There's been an evolution now. 100%. They brought the little game out here and, and we were trying it. And basically it's it's like a board game or clue, but it's but it's right. real life. It's real life. Yeah. And, and you and I got the chance. And guys, I'm telling you. Listen, if you couldn't open your locker in high school, this game's not for it's you. It's not for you. It's not not for you. Now, I, I'm not a critical thinker. I'm not a logical thinker. I was able to get a combination <laughs> lock open, so I was qualified to do this. You and I did You did, did a great it. job. Yeah. No, you and I did. I couldn't have done it without you. <laughs> you and I did this together. But but it does give me an opportunity, though, to tell you about Escape to Go. They're one of the uh, uh, the launch sponsors here of City Radio Official Podcast of Detroit City FC. And, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to follow it up with a story. If you're looking for something fun, new, and exciting, an escape room that comes to you, Escape to Go provides an all-new experience to traditional escape rooms. They go wherever you are. You can do it. Family get-together, corporate team building, a night out with Escape to Go from the comfort of your home or office. Michigan's only solely mobile escape room with a 30-foot trailer big enough to host any of your events. You can book them year-round. The trailer's air-conditioned. It's heated. All of it. You can do it. Any variety of games. The great thing about it is you pick the time, you pick the location, and you pick the game for your friends, family, or co-workers. You can can ask questions. You can book them. Visit them on the web at www.deadday.com fun.com or you can call them at 734-506-8253 follow them on all the social medias too they're at the letter x at xscape to go and yeah they were up here you and i did it it was uh i mean i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna book them for i have a team meeting there's probably gonna be 18 of us there and they're all leaders right and just the the experience we went through with the 10 minute game it's like there's some legit leadership skills there that you can learn about yourself and about your teammates. I'm, I'm hiring these guys right away. Yeah, absolutely. It was fun. It was an old... War- Can't wait to see the trailer. Yeah, an old battlefield scenario was a chest that you had to figure it was locked. You had to figure out how to open it. Was, it was incredible, I love the man. antique lock. Yeah, the, that thing's... The, <laughs> should be on a treasure chest yeah, somewhere. Got, it's got like the old style key. Well, well Tom, uh, I'm sure I echo a lot of people's sentiments when I say I, I appreciate... What you've done for City Radio, I appreciate what you've done for Detroit City FC, and the people have loved the content. And uh, again, I'll encourage everyone go to www.mirealteam.com/dcfc and get in contact with my guy Tom Lauer here. Like I said, I mean, I, I trust him with more than buying a house or more than mortgage. I trust him with my career before, and if that doesn't speak for somebody, then then I can't help you. Bottom line. But Tom, appreciate it, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I, I can't wait to for the season to start. The women's women's team is going to be fun, and I just I. <laughs> Can't wait to the next game. You know what I can't wait for? To see Sean Mann do this escape to go little mini game right here. He's going to try to talk his way out of it. Bobby, don't let him talk his way out of it. When we come back, I'm going to be joined by James Vaughn. Yazid Matthews in the house as well. We'll catch up with James Vaughn. We'll catch up with Yazid and more. This is City Radio official podcast of Detroit City FC brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. One. 
Welcome back to City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. It is the season finale of City Radio, but remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. You guys have been smashing that subscribe button. Uh, the rates, the ratings, the reviews, all of it, and I certainly do appreciate it. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of LaRouge, and right now we're joined by a guy who, by all accounts, is pretty quiet. He, do, he, doesn't, really, he doesn't really say a lot, but his play, his play certainly does the talking, and he, he, he's quiet off the pitch, but on the pitch, he puts a lot of balls in the back of the net. Yazid Matthews joining us. Yazid, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you doing? A- absolutely. I'm, I'm glad that you would take some time out here and come oh, up no. to the city clubhouse. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, now that the dust is, has kind of settled and you guys are the, the Members' Cup champion, which you finished second in the goal-scoring race, you, yes, you, you're you disappointed. Goal scores are always disappointed, aren't you, if, if you don't yes, finish sir. at the top? Yeah, especially because it was so close, you know. I just needed one more to tie it up, so unfortunately I couldn't get it. <laughs> Yazid Matthews joining us here on City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. Now, Yazid, your, your path to Detroit City, you've been a guy that, and I've talked about this during the broadcast, you just score goals wherever you go. You, you played in a JUCO at Tyler Junior College in Texas, yes, a, a perennially strong junior college program. You played your, your Division One soccer at Coastal Carolina as well, scored goals there for fun as well. I mean, <laughs> what what is it about your ability to wherever you are, whether it's Tyler Junior College, Coastal Carolina, Detroit City FC, uh, another club that you played for that we'll get into in just a couple minutes, why have you scored goals wherever you've been? Um, I think it's just, you know, as a forward, that's your job. You know, it's you could do everything else so good, pass, double, but, like, if you don't score, you're not doing your job. So I, everyone puts emphasis on that, so you always have to make sure you score, and if you don't score, you won't play. <laughs> right, but you're, yeah. just, you're, you're doing it just to keep playing then, huh? <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> More or less. It, it's interesting to me, Yazid, because... The goal scorers that I talk to, and the, more importantly, the, the coaches that I talk to, I, I had a, a, a high-level college coach tell me one time when we were sitting there talking, they said, Neil, there's a reason that goal scorers make 50 million euros a year over in Europe, because it's the hardest thing to do in sports. Would, oh, you, would yes. you agree with that? Yes. But why, why is it so hard? It's just, you know, it's a lot of things. Being in the right place, right position at the right time. You know, sometimes you have to depend on your teammates getting you the ball. You know, um, you need luck as well. Any goal scorer can tell you that that you need a lot of luck. (laughs) You do have to be fortunate, though. I mean, you you talked about all these things that have to go your way, and I don't think the, 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 the common fan maybe recognizes that, that... You need the service in, in some cases. You need the pass. You need the pass to the right foot at the right time. And then you need that touch. What, what about that goal-scoring touch? Is that something you developed as a kid? How, how did you develop that? I've actually uh, I've been a, a winger all my life. When I was younger, I had a little pace, you know. So <laughs> as I got older, I think I was 15 or 16, and that's when I started playing as a forward. But... I guess it's just practicing every day on finishing and shooting all that stuff and somehow in the game it just works out. Uh, Yazi, we have some questions that came in to the, to the hashtag City Radio Twitter thread and, and some fans want to know uh, 
Ultra, Ronimus says, uh, Yasid, <laughs> can you give us your thoughts on hanging out at a cl- in a clubhouse as opposed to a treehouse? <laughs> what, 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 what about that, though? I mean, during your time with Ann Arbor, and, and you, you know, I mean, those matches, Detroit City FC versus Ann Arbor, uh, as a guy who's, who's done all levels of, of soccer in America, that, that was some high-level soccer that went on between yes. those two teams. And I must say, playing... Uh, against Detroit, against the Detroit fans, and playing with them on your side is a whole different story. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because your your social media profile is you, uh, you know you're 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 sitting there, and it's it's the background of of Keyworth, kind of like that that smoke going through the air yes. and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it just it fits the profile of a goal scorer, doesn't it? Yeah. It, got, be, being with City and everything, the way I mean, everybody just loses their mind. I mean, that's their chance and everything. I got, like that. I got lucky. I've been I've been speaking to Tanda all season, saying that I want a picture with the smoke in the background, and I finally got one. <laughs> he, he actually found it for me. Yeah, Tendai Jadida, he's in the house yeah. here tonight. Tendai's a he's a City Radio veteran, man. He he he's a. He invented the City Radio game. There's no question about it. Yazi Matthews joining us here on City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. Uh, you know, Yazi, uh, you're a guy, and again, you know, it's just fans need to realize how special you are as a player, just just your ability to finish and to be a goal scorer everywhere you've ever been. So, so break it down for us, man. What, what's next for Yazid Matthews as we sit here today right about at Halloween? Um, I mean, obviously my goal is always, you know, to play at the highest level as I can professionally, you know, provide for me and look after my family as well. But, you know, it's baby steps. So, and uh, hopefully I'll be back next season as well at Detroit. That's all I want to do right now is come back to Detroit. There you have it, folks. That's all that's on my mind. (laughs) You heard it right here on City Radio. I'm certain all the fans listening right now, all the City Radio fans listening, kind of echo those sentiments, man. I appreciate you taking some time out here tonight. That's big time of your brother. Big time. Almost as big time as your goal scoring, man. (laughs) Yazi Matthews, everybody, on City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. When we come back, I'll be joined by James Vaughn of Detroit City FC, and we will wrap this thing up here on the season finale of City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. One. All right, guys, welcome back. Final segment of City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, the official real estate and mortgage providers of Detroit City FC. Visit them on the web at www.mirealteam.com slash DCFC. James Vaughn joining us here at the City Clubhouse. And, James, there, there's a whole bunch of stuff I want to get to with you. You know, you have an interesting path uh, to being a pro soccer player and – you don't see lots of questions on Twitter that would pertain to a to a previous team that you played for, which you knew you knew that walking in, didn't you? Of course, of course. <laughs> no, but uh, I I do just kind of want to get your thoughts though on, on now that you've had a chance to reflect. Do you realize how how special this was and everything that happened? For sure, I think it. I think it, you need to take a couple of days out just to really uh, realize what you've done. Um, not only as a player but as a team. I think it was we didn't have the most time to. Um, to get to know know each other, especially this last Members' Cup. And a lot of players came in from all different um, different states. And we were able to gel so quickly. I mean, you look at the first few games, okay, Indy 11 wasn't with the result we wanted to. But the performance we put out there to compete with a team like that was was incredible. And um, then you look at the Atlas game. And that's, 
that's hard to forget. Was was that the moment? Was that like the galvanizing moment? Because look, we can we can talk about we did well here. I mean, the result wasn't what we wanted it to be, but that was different in that the performance was there, parlayed with the result. Was that the? Did you guys after that match was over? Did you guys kind of look around and say? This is this is for real here, what we have. Yeah, I think you sort of look around in the locker room when you sit down after the game and you sort of realize that this is this is, this is is a great team. And, and sometimes it can be moments like that. Sometimes they're hard to find. It may take longer in most teams, especially when you're you're not together for that long, especially before that game. We, we had players in and out through injury or players. We, hadn't, we still had guys on trial and stuff like that. So even practice at that stage was very, um, very up in the air. And so to come into a game like that and um, be able to put that performance in for the win to sort of say, hey, this is this is who we are, and especially for us new players, like for me, obviously coming from a different club, um, it was one of those performances where you can you can sort of hold your head up and say, hey, this is this is what I'm about as a player, and this is what I can bring to to a club like Detroit City. Yeah, and that certainly is what what you have uh, brought to Detroit City, and. It's killing me, James, so I got to go to it. I'm going to go to the Twitter feed right now with the hashtag. So let's just get it over with, then we can yeah. come back to your we panel a little coming. bit. We knew it was yeah, coming. Yeah, you knew it was coming. You, yeah. you told me it was coming before I, before I even said anything to you. Uh, Mackie, at NGS Mackie, tweets at us. Uh, as someone who traveled to Erie, Pennsylvania to watch the final 20 minutes of the Rochester Lancers versus AFC Ann Arbor playoff match, what went wrong for you guys and the Mighty Oak in that one? And did you want to decide it via a coin toss? So there's two for you. Wow, where do I start? <laughs> Hey, well, this is—it's not live radio. You take as long as you want, brother. No, it was—it was a very interesting game from the start, and we knew with with weather conditions coming in um, that it was always going to be up in the air with what whether the game was going to get finished or not, um, whether it was due to light or whatever. And there was things that got put in place before the game, which maybe the Lancers didn't agree to, which would have helped the whole situation. Um, and obviously, they they decided not to go with those options, which led up, put us in the situation we ended up being in. Um, um, and it was just a weird situation. We were in, we were 20 minutes into the game, and we were dominating. Had a lot of possession, had a lot of chances. We just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, and um, the first lightning strike happened, and then that puts everything on hold. And any player knows that as soon as you do something that something like that happens, the game gets put back to 50-50. Then whoever comes out, well, all, the mo- all the momentum's gone. Too. Exactly, everything's gone. Exactly, you, you basically everything you just worked for the last 20 minutes has stopped. Like your warm up, everything like that, you've got to restart your bodies again. It's a half an hour, which is it's a long time in soccer. Anything sure. can happen, especially when you're just sitting in a locker room. You're not allowed to go outside. You're not allowed to warm up. Um, and yeah, so that happened, and then there was doubt whether the game was even gonna gonna play on or not. And then fortunately, we were able to get sort of the first half in. Um, same same sort of result. We were able to get back on momentum. They had a couple of chances, um, and obviously then half time hit, and we had the same same predicament and lightning strikes. And then now it was due to weather, like what was going to happen with weather and and um, the light. So as as a player, the tough moments. That's where you really sort of see in a team how, how they're gonna how they're gonna cope and, and dig in. Um, and yeah, we we came out again and, and played well and. It just wasn't wasn't meant to be, I guess, in the end. And we 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 had that nil nil um, at the end of it, and tried to, I guess, our, our ownership and our, our GM and everything tried to do everything they could to to get the game. And obviously, we as players, we we assumed and we got told that it would have to go to the next morning. We have to try and play it the next morning um, and have to get a result, finish the game out, which is what we were expected. And. Lancers didn't see it that way. They had guys who, who needed to go back to work the next day and whatnot, so they sort of left the facility and said that that's all we can do or whatnot. 
Um, and then the next day we get told that we have to wait for a coin toss. And obviously as a player, that's the worst result you want because it is then potluck. Um, and you're trying to, as a player, trying to prepare yourself to say, okay, are we in it? Are we not? Like, what to do? I need to prepare for the next game if I do. And you have no control. I mean, even no. like like my broadcast partner, John Krieger, always talks about how he, he hates penalties. Hey, I mean hates penalties as yeah. a way to decide a match, which I'm sure you guys probably do too. It's, it's kind of like a, akin to take, making home run derby settle a, a tie baseball game. But yeah. with all that being said, you do have some degree of control over penalties. I mean, it's not soccer per se, but you, no. you, you, you step on the ball, either you score or you don't. Like You have some control. Yeah. This is a coin flip, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was like, can I flip the coin or like, <laughs> can we have two heads to the coin or something? <laughs> but yeah, and, and you, like we said, we sat there for a whole day and it's probably one of the longest days I've probably had in soccer because you're sitting there as, as a player and there's nothing you can do to you can't really prepare for the next game because you can't look past this game and you don't know where it's going to be played or whether it can be a coin toss and this was all like there was no it was all rumors there was nothing for certain that the coin sure. toss was going to happen so Twitter's making it worse everyone's checking Twitter all exactly, the time exactly and, and the play, I just remember sitting there on Twitter and I'd be texting the, like, the other guys and be like anyone heard anything or, uh, like what are we doing and then we don't hear that we don't hear till late Wednesday evening I think it was no, it was Thursday. It was, we don't hear till Thursday. That <laughs> oh now we're now traveling the way the NPSL sort out. We're now traveling down because we want to play. Like we knew we had the best, our best chance of winning the game was not on a coin toss. Was us going there and playing them. And but then we found out we can only play the 20 minutes, and then there's the extra times now cut down to 10 minutes each extra time. And it's sort of all. They only had two hours to travel. We had four hours to travel, and they wanted to play at 8:30. And so this is all late, and this is all counting into. We had to leave early because we're going through rush hour. So there's a lot more oh added on gosh. time. And this is all calculated. I mean, make exactly. no mistake. This is all calculated. Everybody wants to put themselves in the best position to win the match. Exactly, and and that's what happened. And so we went there and played. And um, I'd say it was more of an even game being there and with with the things we had sure. to overcome. Um, and yeah, they scored in the 88th minute, and then we ended up scoring like the 89th or 90th minute straight away and then yeah the final whistle blows and the same thing happens and penalties happen and any any soccer player knows is you every, every soccer player has confidence in their ability to put a penalty away but but it's a soccer related coin flip exactly exactly and at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day you could be the best penalty taker you could have scored all 40 out of 40 you've ever taken but that that penalty is a new penalty that could that Your keeper could, guesses right exactly exactly and, and it's shut down unfortunately obviously uh the flip of the coin didn't go our way, as you could say, and yeah, uh, yeah it was it what was a story, it was tough. Man. Yeah, <laughs> what a story but, that is. James Vaughn joining us here on City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC. So, another question for you: Can you give us your thoughts on hanging out as a clubhouse as opposed to a treehouse? Uh, you know, just your time at AFC Ann Arbor, your time here. Yeah, discuss. <laughs> I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of um, similarities um, in the fact that both clubs are very um, family family orientated. I feel like you get that that vibe when you walk into either clubhouse in Ann Arbor. They they done the same. Everyone was one. Everyone was a family. It might have been smaller, but you still had that family that family feel. And here, slightly bigger. You have you have the indoor facility here, which is which is great to see fans and great to see other people be able to come and play at a facility like this. Um, but in the, the day, everyone here is, is just as welcome as, as, as Ann Arbor. And I've been, I could say I've been so so fortunate to be able to play for two elite teams in Michigan that not, not many people get the opportunity to play for one, let alone play for both. Um, 
and and yeah it's just been it's been a, been a great experience in both and I'm very 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 grateful for the opportunities both clubs have given me James Vaughn joining us here on City Radio official podcast at Detroit City FC brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending the official mortgages providers for DC FC so James your path here to America you're a guy who grew up in England Played your college soccer at Northwood up the road. You're familiar with the Michigan area. Obviously, that's how you ended up uh, affiliated down here and Ann Arbor, all of that. You and I were talking before we went on the air, and your decision, I feel, is a lot more common than people would make it out to be because your decision, while not related to athletics, is kind of similar to the way I decided where I was going to go to school, where it was more of an economic decision that you were going to make and, and you said bottom line Neil like I went to Northwood they offered me the most money yeah D- division one division two that didn't matter to you did it yeah it was money. Well, no it was it, I was in a very unique situation in the fact that I didn't have very long to decide where I was going to go um, all in all about a month and for someone who's never doesn't really know the college system I didn't know the the, the difference um, between the divisions I didn't know how how big schools certain schools were compared to others and it's a decision you have to make um, with your parents, and that's what we, that's what we came up. We thought the best route for me was to be able to um, go to the school I went to economically, but as well as soccer too, being the coaches, being English, right. and that that helped too. And they had a lot of English guys on the team, which I thought would be a lot easier to sell into. Um, and yeah, they, it was it was uh, it was an interesting. Um, turn of affairs with how it all planned out because like I said I didn't I didn't have the the traditional um, route to to professional soccer yeah um, you weren't rolling in and UCLA and Duke weren't saying hey James you should come to UCLA you yeah. should come to Duke like you you had to figure this out on your own yeah exactly I came over as a freshman as a, I was 19 when I came over um, and I had to understand um, how things worked over here. The, the soccer style of soccer is a lot different over here than it is back in the UK. Yeah. And I was I was a small guy. Um, it wasn't like I was this big six foot four frame who you weren't Yazid rolling through. Yeah. I mean, I wish, but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, I wasn't. That, that I've always been a, a more of a technical, smaller player, and that can suit some styles, and that might not suit others. So it, that all depends on how college teams play too. And that also based off my decision, I was able to sort of see some clips of Northwood and how they played and whatnot, and a gra- being a grass field and a grass practice field also um, was really nice and the turf we, we're not used to playing turf in the UK right. so on our bodies that's another whole different scenario where is your body used to take, taking the impacts on turf the as joints, it is on grass right. um, but yeah it was it was it was I'm, I'm grateful for the for the, my path because I've like I said, it wasn't a tradi- traditional one, so I have a story. I say, hey, like just because you went to a Division Two school that maybe wasn't on the radar as 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 big as maybe other Division Two schools or even Division One schools, but as long as you work hard and as long as you do everything you can in every training session in every game, then the sky's the limit for where you where you can go. Yeah, it's up to you, really, what you want to do. Real quickly, James, and and I and I don't ask you this to put you on the spot or anything like that. I, I call Division One college soccer. And I've talked with Trevor James about this. I've I've talked with Oakland's coach Eric Pogue about this. Look, college soccer in America, and I don't want to call it a problem because it's it's not a problem. America has, has achieved at a high level in the World Cup in the past. Does college soccer and the structure of NCAA college soccer, does that hinder America as far as progress in the world's game? Because it is 
it's more hockey than it is soccer, where you can roll in with, with five substitutions at one time, play for five minutes, r- get somebody a rest, bring them back on. They can come out. American players don't have to learn how to manage their body for 90 minutes knowing there's only three subs. You can't make every run when you're over in Europe because you can't. Yeah. Like You have to figure it out within you. D- does the college soccer game hurt American development of professional players? It's, a, it's a definitely an interesting topic, and I think there's definitely things in the college game that need to be changed to be able to help players adapt to going to the professional game, whether it's in the US or whether it's in Europe. And that being one of them with substitutions is a, is a big thing. It's a, it's a, when I first came to the US and I didn't even know Did that. Did that blow you away? Yeah, I didn't even know. I, me- <laughs> I, remember, I remember getting told on my first game, someone went off and I just, in the first half, and I was like, oh, okay, like he's gone off, whatever. I don't know what, why that, you know, someone goes on the first half, you're either changing something big tactically or maybe that yeah. player just isn't being able to get into the game. So I sort of let play go on or whatever. And then the second half, he came back in. And I sort of look around to uh, one of the guys on the team. I went, is he allowed to come back on? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, you can do that out here. And then I was baffled because we'd play against teams that would every 10 minutes have a substitution. Right. And then maybe not teams that are in the top of the league. Like North, we were lucky at Northwood where I won, I won four championships in four years. So we were always lucky to be at the top of the table. So teams came to us and they sort of wanted to maybe park the bus a bit more and, and try and sort of grind out the, those results. But when you've got some other guys on the bench and they can basically rotate in every 10 minutes, you've got maybe one sentiment midfielder that's man marking you and he's running as hard as he can for those 10 minutes and then he's getting, then he's getting off or right. 20 minutes maybe then he's getting off and someone else is coming on and then for an English player like me where it's very tactical you're, you're sort of trying to wear down your opposition you're trying to wait for them, th- those points to where you can then choose when they your look, runs yeah when they look tired then you go but when you come against teams that aren't looking tired because they've had so many substitutions it becomes a completely different game right and it's not soccer. No, maybe it's, it's it, bro. It's not. It's not soccer. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a it's a good way of getting players into college soccer and a good way of maybe allowing more players to play and get the game time. Because maybe maybe they wouldn't if you're going to have three substitutions like it is in the in Europe, where it's a very cutthroat. Um, maybe a lot of college teams wouldn't have the amount of players they would have because people, if they don't, aren't end up playing week in week out, they go, "Well, if I'm not going to come on, like, why am I going to travel?" Or it, it, you have to give up so much of your time being a college athlete sure. to just do that to just train every day and put your body through so much to not get game time that's 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 got to be very tough I was fortunate not to be in that position but I know players are in that position and, and I hold my hands up to them because I couldn't do that as a player if that's me you're you're you, as a player you just want to play absolutely and that's maybe that's that's one of the reasons why it is maybe hindering slightly um, but it's I don't know if they can change it now. I don't know if it's right. too late to change. I'm not asking you for the answers. I'm just yeah. No, I, hey, now I'm, now I'm trying to sit and try and maybe think of an answer. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, but yeah, it's it definitely. I don't think it's helping. Um. So yeah, yeah that's, that's how I'm going to leave question, it. Man. Yeah, it is yeah, a complex it is, question. It is. I think you've Vaughn, got, <laughs> joining yeah. us here on City Radio official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending. Uh, so James, we'll we'll. We'll let you out of here with this one. What's next for James Vaughn, man? I mean, you know, where 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 are you trying to go? What are you trying to do? Uh, I know you're professional now, so that happens kind of one contract at a time. But what? what all right, I'll, I'll back it up. What's James Vaughn's five-year plan? Wow, you really put me on the spot here. I know. I, I mean, 
short-term goals is obviously we have this off-season now. So you're always, it's as much as they call it an off-season, you're not off. You're still going to go into the gym every day. You're going to go and um, try Well, th- and- this is your job. Like, I mean, as, as opposed to, to college now, like this is, if you want to continue to ascend. Exactly. There's no days off for no, this stuff. exactly. And I was actually just talking, uh, talking about it to Tiffany. Um, and I was just saying that, it's weird because you get so you get so used to coming every day. You come in, come here every day. You have your breakfast with the boys. You go train, and and you know you have your routine every day. And for now to to wake up every morning, and be like, I don't have that routine now. Now I've got to go and create my routine. You gotta be a self starter. Yeah, with it, we, we we get an off season plan, and you and you you do that that weightlifting and what you can, and you try and play as much soccer as you can, whether it's um, like five aside or anything you can do just to keep the touch. And um, obviously, it's different to go out and train every day, and you're not going to have that level of competitiveness, but that's the battle you have now as, as an athlete is you've got to have that that level of competitiveness with yourself every day you've got to go out there to try and improve and get better ready for the next season um, but overall long term it's just it's just to, to, to improve I think every day if you can get 1% better then then you're doing something right and um, obviously every, I'm sure everyone wants to go and say yeah I want to go play the highest level and, and play in the MLS obviously that's a dream that's that's what we all do it for that's why why we play at any job you want to climb the right, ladder you want to be at the highest level exactly right. exactly. but um, I try not to think too far I just try and each day as it comes I try and um, think what I'm doing that day and how I can improve that day and I think the stars will align if you just focus on, on each day as it comes um and yeah, no, I've I've really enjoyed my time here at Detroit, and um, this past season's been been incredible um, for the team and for me personally. And um, hopefully, we can carry this on within going to the new league. And I'd be remiss too if I didn't slide this one in with the hashtag City Radio. Jamie Ventura tweets says, "James, we hated you after that free kick you scored for the other team at Keyworth a couple of years ago. Of course, now we love you. Uh, what's your secret to free kicks? Break it down." I mean, if I if I knew the secret, I guess I would. Uh, I definitely wouldn't let it go because it would be my little my thing I could ha- hold over everyone. But is it, is it just you? You find a space, you find a target, and you hit the target, right? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to, to have a, a dad that played, and he always took me down the park. And it's I, for me, it's all about my routine, and that's what I've discussed with with my dad. Um, it's about that routine of being able to to every time you get that ball is to to do the exact same routine um, in order to come up with the best results. And I think once you get into that routine, it, um, it becomes a lot more natural. It's when it's hard when you get out of that routine. And um, But yeah, I, I have my routine and I, and I make sure I stick to it and that's the thought goes in my head and I make sure that I, I look to where, obviously where I want, want the ball to go and focus on my technique. And at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's just making sure you get the right technique. And it, it, it only comes with repetition. It yeah. only comes with putting the ball down in the park with no nets and just a tennis court in the background, just hitting it against the fence. And my dad used to mark out little things on the fence and say, all right, you've got to, put it, you've got to hit this. So I'd, I'd have a bag of balls and I'd just stand there and, and take free kicks. And it was something I've always done as a kid. I've, I've always been the sort of guy on my teams to take the set pieces and corners and stuff. And I take pride in it. That's a, that's a big part of my game. And I think in soccer today, there's a lot of very good players. But if you can find that... Um, that one thing that you're really good at and stick to it and uh, Special, then, specialist game now. yeah exactly and that's that's it. that's what I try to do it, has, it didn't come off uh, this this season too well but you're going to get periods like that um, and it's just battling through and it's just keep practicing and keep keep working hard and you know as a player that as long as I keep doing the basics right and keep keep working hard it'll come there's no secrets, my friend. There's no secrets. I wish there was. Trust yeah, me. <laughs> absolutely. Well, James, I appreciate you coming up here tonight, man. That, that was big time. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. You real talking, man. I'm a big fan of that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. James Vaughn here, our guest on City Radio, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, the official mortgage providers of Detroit City FC. 
And that will do it for our season of City Radio, official podcast of Detroit City FC, brought to you by Real Team Real Estate and Range Lending, the official real estate mortgage providers of DCFC. Make sure you visit them on the web at www.dcfc.com mirealteam.com slash DCFC and uh, as we wrap things up for the season just wanted to say a couple thank yous to everybody out there and I know I'm going to miss some people so if if I missed you don't feel slighted uh, I'm just kind of doing this uh, on a wing right now but uh, a big thank you to Lindsay Pearson uh, really as we launched this thing she was somebody that was that was integral in in everything that happened in graphic design and everything like that so a big thank you to Lindsay she dodged us uh, she he would never come on an episode of City Radio, but we'll, we'll work on that possibly uh, for next season. Obviously, a big thank you to the folks at Xscape to Go. That's a letter Xscape to Go as well. Make sure you follow them on the social media as they're up here uh, tonight, and, and really uh, visit them on the web. Uh, support the companies that support Detroit City FC, and you can visit them on the web at www.dead-fun.com or call them at 734-506-8253 at Xscape to go on all the social medias as well. And, you know, yeah, it's... uh, it's something certainly that takes a lot of people to make things work. Big thank you to Sean up here as well at City Clubhouse. He's been awesome all season long. And most importantly, a big thank you to, to all of you that have subscribed, that have listened, that have thought about listening, any of it, that have rated, reviewed, all of it. You guys really made this thing go. The, the numbers of clicks, the numbers of listens. I, I went into this thing when we started it all with – with a plan of what I thought would be successful and all that. And when that first episode dropped, I mean, you guys just, you, you blew it away, as, as you always do. So, you know, everybody, every single Detroit City, FC fan, Detroit City FC fan out there that listened to the podcast, I certainly do appreciate it. Remember, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. We will work. And, and we had a question on Twitter. Uh, Paul tweeted at us and said, hey, Neil, what are the chances of getting some off-season episodes, schedule, player signings, coach chats, all that stuff? We, we will sit down with the folks, uh, you know, the, the powers that be. We will hash that out. And uh, we'll try to get, you know, some more content to you. So in the meantime, I would just say, you know, support the companies that support Detroit City FC. Again, Escape to Go, Real Team Real Estate, Range Lending. Uh, visit them on the web. Like I said before, hey, you know, go to the, the Real Team website. I'll come, I'll come look at the house with you. I'll give you my thoughts on it. I'll do it. I'll go that far. But I, I do. I want to keep bringing you guys this content. You certainly have shown an appetite for it. So a big thank you to Sean Mann, all the guys, uh, Trevor James, all of our guests, John Creek all the players, anybody who's ever been affiliated with it, a big thank you from the bottom of my heart. This thing has been way more successful than I ever pictured it would be. So, for now, this is Neil Rule live from the City Clubhouse saying thank you all. For-